Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, November 3rd, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions and also perhaps to make sense of the financial headlines. That was sort of the birth of this show going to a daily show because back in March of 2020, when we were all starting our lockdowns, we had no idea what was going on. And it seemed that the news was rolling out day after day, so many changes. And that's when we decided, Mark and I decided, to make this a daily podcast. Yes, since March 14th of 2020, and we have continued apace. So what is the news of the day? Well, a couple things going on. Later this morning, we are going to get a jobs report out, and it is highly likely that the jobs report will show a declining amount of jobs created. We had more than 300,000 last month. I think this time around, I've seen estimates anywhere from, say, 150,000 up to 225. They missed the mark so much last time around. I think a lot of economists are like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. But that's a big piece of news. Also, we actually had a Federal Reserve meeting, and as expected, the Fed did nothing. They left short-term interest rates at a range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent. It was the second consecutive meeting where the Fed decided not to take any action. And in the statement, there were no big reveals on anything coming up because we didn't have the dot plot, we didn't have the projections. But the Fed did say that economic activity and job gains have been pretty strong. They did cite the fact that inflation remains higher than the central bank would like, but it is coming down. So a couple of things here. I think that that pause is an acknowledgement that lots of other factors could slow down growth and specifically that longer term interest rates, which the Fed does not directly control, have spiked higher. We've seen the 10 year Treasury try to make a march up towards that 5 percent level and that will actually slow things down. We will see that. Uh, and that is a pretty direct impact of the Fed's policies on short-term rates, but also investors trying to determine what's going to happen in the economy. Now, the increase in these rates, these longer-term rates, this could allow the Fed to be a lot more patient. They did leave the door open for a hike at the last meeting of the year. That'll be in December. Right now, bond market is looking, predicting, say, just about a 15% chance of a quarter point increase at the last Fed meeting of the year. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to air a segment that I did yesterday on CBS Mornings about the housing market. And there are some real shaking bones in that real estate market because of a big 
court ruling. So I want to play the segment and then we'll come back around the other side, talk a little bit more about the real estate market. And then, of course, encourage you to ask any question about buying, selling your real estate by going to our website, jillonmoney.com and clicking on the Contact Us button. So here is the segment that I did yesterday on CBS Mornings with our anchor, Nate Burleson. We are talking about a major court decision that may eventually impact how much you pay real estate agents when you buy or sell your home. On Tuesday, a federal jury in Missouri ruled the National Association of Realtors and other large brokerages conspired to keep home sale commissions artificially high. The NAR said it will appeal. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here to break it all down. So what does this mean for people who are buying and selling their homes? Well, it could mean a huge change to this commission structure that has been in place for decades. You know, so many other businesses have been totally looking at the way we pay these agents and they go down, not so in real estate. So if you look at it, we see this five or 6% commission been in place. Remember when you sell a house, that's where the commission is triggered and half of the sales commission goes to the buyer's agent. Right. So now right. this could upend the market in some way. Some are predictions say that, you know, right now could see a 30% reduction in commissions. Mm. There's a hundred billion dollars on the table in commissions. That's a lot of money. Um, could this impact the price of homes? Well, I mean, it's not clear because if all of a sudden sellers are paying their agents, buyers are paying their agents, right. maybe. But I don't think it's going to be so much in the sales price, but it could mean that commissions overall start to come down. Now, another impact in home affordability is the mortgage rates. It's hovering right around 8%. Um, how does that affect the, the real estate market? Well, it's been interesting because usually when you see mortgage rates go up and we're up by two full percentage points over the course of this year, huge change in the market, you would expect prices go down. But prices have not gone down that much. Why? Because there are not a lot of homes for sale. And this is a market in the United States really predicated on existing home sales. Why are those prices not going down? Because about two thirds of homeowners right now, according to Redfin, have mortgage rates under 4%. So are you really going to list your home, sell it, and then have to pay 8% if buying a new house? I don't think so. Inventory remains low. Prices are still high. So flat out, is it a good time to buy a home if you're looking? Well, if you run the numbers, you can do it. And here's what you need to know. One way to buy it would be to use an adjustable rate mortgage. That means you have a lower rate for a fixed period of time. You'll either refinance or sell during that time. You can pay points up front or you can take a breather, wait to see whether mortgage rates come down. Tough time to be a buyer, but it does not mean you should not enter the market. Give it a shot. Run the numbers. I got confidence. A lot of people are going to buy homes still. You know, one thing that we didn't get to in this segment, because we got a little tight on time, was that there was a Wells Fargo economist who basically predicted that there will be a housing recession like we saw in the 1980s. And, you know, I don't know if there's a better argument for economics being the dismal science, truly. But anyway, let me tell you how he builds his downbeat case. He says, okay, prices have gone up dramatically. And it is true. I looked this up. Um, if you look at the past two decades, a little bit more, but if you go back to, let's say, January of 2000, you look at a house price that was $200,000 in January of 2000. Today, that price would be 362000 and that's adjusted for inflation. So that is an 81% increase, which is massive. And so... The folks at Wells Fargo are kind of saying, well, prices are up. 
these interest rates are going higher. This is going to cause a big problem. But I don't see it that way. Maybe I'm missing something because I'm not an economist. That's for sure. If you think about it, yes, mortgage rates have gone up, but there are more buyers than sellers still. And so under that scenario, I don't see how prices crater and activity just freezes over. I'd also like to make the point that, you know, generally speaking, households are in pretty good shape. There are very good and higher credit scores than we saw before the pandemic. People still have some money left over in savings. And lenders are definitely more careful about extending loans to people who have shaky ability to repay those loans. So economists at Wells Fargo, all right, maybe you have a point. Good to raise the issue, but I don't know, hoping that it doesn't come true. I don't see the evidence of that right now and uh, certainly don't hear that evidence from you guys. If you have a financial question, it could be about housing, it could be about a job, it could be about where you're going to put your money going forward, it could be talking through a big change in your life. If any of those things arouse your interest, then just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Do let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, don't forget to subscribe to our service, Jill on Money Live. That is where you have access to quarterly live webinars and a lot of cool bonus content. Like actually the guy who just did that interview with me yesterday on the air, Nate Burleson, he came on with us and we did a great video interview and he's got a fascinating story about his relationship with personal finance. So if you want to see that interview and if you want to join us at our next live webinar in early December, which is going to be year-end tax and financial planning, you must subscribe to Jill on Money Live. $35 is all that it will cost you for four quarterly live webinars and all that great bonus content. All right, it's Friday. Let's do some business. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer and the web king, and we're distributed by Odyssey. Lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students.